Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Hey, everybody. It's Kara McCarran with the She's the Owner podcast. Thank you for joining me. This is episode 30, I believe we're on. And we have a very special guest. I know I say that before every show, but she's she's a wicked, wicked woman. Um, Dimple Thakra, she is part, I've, we met through the Tony Robbins community and I know that's starting to be a theme. I know a lot of the guests that I'm having on are from that community and it's an amazing family. And so of course we're gonna have a lot of good conversations. So her and I connected last year, I think um, on the topic of, masculine feminine energy when it comes to relationships and marriage and so she is an absolute rock star I'm going to let her kind of give you a bit more information but she's award-winning and she's amazing high-level coach saves marriages and and I know um just even in my my experience through the the feminine masculine energy work that I've done I've been able to work through my marriage but Dimple tell us a little bit about your story how you got here Um, you know, I know you had an incredible experience with Tony Robbins. So tell us about yourself. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me, Cara. I really appreciate the connection and the opportunity. So thank you. Um, Yeah, so my whole kind of journey, I've been coaching now for 24 years, and loved every moment of it and evolved with time over that and been super successful as a business leader, as a woman in business, um, supporting a family, and also married to a serial entrepreneur. So <laughs> it, it's been a juggle. Two, two beautiful girls now who are adults, really, 21 and almost 16. And the journey really for me began in terms of the masculine and feminine and why I really ended up being laser focused on um, couples who were struggling in marriage, in long-term relationships, particularly entrepreneurial couples, was because, see, 20 years into my marriage, I didn't have it all perfect. I really didn't have it all perfect. And I realized that I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. And the truth is, I was blind to what I didn't see in myself. And so I knew, and do you know, do you ever get that feeling where you know there's something not right and you know there's something that you're not seeing in yourself, but you don't know what it is and you feel stuck. And my husband and I got to the point where we were like past the salt kind of communication where the intimacy was very much functional and not regular and kind of felt like I was married to a roommate, like my best friend, but not anymore because the communication had got so poor because we'd fallen in and out of intimacy with each other love was still there very strong but it isn't everything and it can't hold you together if you don't have the right skills so I went searching I went searching for the truth 
because I knew that my truth, my reality was giving me and my children and my husband so much pain. And he needed fixing. He mm. really needed fixing. It was his fault. She's <laughs> <laughs> teasing, but, but not, but yes. That's where I was at. Honestly, mm -hmm. you can relate to that. I say this with absolute love and absolute honor and no judgment because I was there. I truly believed that he needed fixing. So I ended up by sheer divine universe being in front of Tony Robbins um, at an event that I, I never even knew who Tony Robbins was. I just, you know, when you pull to something, like mm -hmm. Tony Robbins is not, as you can tell by my accent, I'm from England. So Tony Robbins isn't somebody who's big here. I mean, he's getting bigger, but at that time he really, like, he he isn't as well known. And so um, I was just getting into personal development in terms of this piece of work. I've all, like, I'm an NLP practitioner, I'm a theta healer, I, you know, I'm an award-winning coach, I'm a number one best-selling author, all those accolades, they're amazing. I'm on UK TV all the time. All those things are amazing. But the truth is, I wasn't happy in my marriage and he wasn't happy and my children weren't happy and they were speaking to their father with such dishonor and they mm. were miserable. And we were creating role models for dysfunctional relationships. And so I found myself at a Tony Robbins event. I ended up signing up for Platinum Partnership. Right. Can you tell, tell the listeners just really briefly what that is? Just because not everyone's going to be familiar yeah, with what that absolutely. is. Absolutely. And, and, and this is like, obviously, this is part of the story. Like, I didn't really know what it was when I was signing up for it, but I was pulled to something. And you know when... In life, I've always gone off my instinct. If I'm pulled to something, I will find a frigging way. So Platinum Partnership, I found out later, <laughs> I didn't know when I signed up, well, is it's a 12-month experience where you pay a premium to be part of Tony's inner circle. So you literally follow him around each of his events. And he has three specific events a year for Platinum Partners. And this particular year, the event that, the reason I was pulled was, it was an event called Relationship mm -hmm. in Maui. And at the time I signed up, um, I had no idea that I would be traveling the world alone. I had never traveled alone by myself, ever. Like, so I get lost going into restrooms. My kids <laughs> have to find me, like, so you can imagine me navigating this whole piece, okay? So firstly, I didn't know that I was signing up for that. So some of you may be thinking, she's stupid. Why would she not get that detail? Because I was energetically pulled. And secondly, why would I sign up to something? Because at that point in our relationship, my husband and I had decided that on our 25th wedding anniversary, we were planning our divorce. We would get divorced because... It, it was like a business arrangement. We had to sort out all our financial affairs and logistics and our children would be old enough. So in our minds, we were like, we know we're putting them through hell. 
and we were like logically going waiting for them to be adults right how many have done that where you know excuse me a minute how many of you have done that where your kid you're waiting for your kids to grow up so you don't hurt them yeah and it's and it, i want to jump in there because i think one of the things that i what i've noticed since discovering a lot more of my feminine is that all along i've been teaching the girls to be strong girls which meant in their masculine and now three of the four of them are adults and i'm looking at them and i came back after date with destiny actually and i said look i'm sorry i said why and i said because i've taught you the absolute wrong thing and it's that way in marriage too a, a lot of people say it's and i think deep down they know that it's some some say it's for the children and it's and they mean it but i think a lot of times it's just the fear and that's the easiest scapegoat is to say to kids but you're right your your kids were are were learning something completely that won't something that's not going to serve them ever in no. life but here's the piece i want you to hear the story the reason i want you to is because if you're resonating with this right now this is no there is no blame here and it can be mm -hmm. Exactly. So don't, I want particularly women to know that there, there is no judgment here. We do what we think is right and society is set up for this. So we're breaking, we're disrupting society's norms. So you are, please do not feel that you are being judged in this moment because you are not. What, what the message here is, if you are pulled to something, seek the truth. Mm. Question your truth. Because even in that moment when I was signing up, I was still signing up thinking, well, it's pointless spending all this money because I'm going to get divorced anyway. Why am I investing in my relationship? Right. Feeling I'm not ready to give up on it. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, that, what Dimple's saying is in her head, in her masculine energy, she's thinking about it, but in her heart, in her feminine, she was pulled. And that's, that's like an aha moment right there. Yes, exactly. So I signed up and then I rang my husband, bearing in mind, he was, um, <laughs> he'd been traveling the world. He's just recently purchased a new business. So managing all that a global business so he's traveling the world and I rang him at midnight and I said babe I've done something crazy please don't shout at me right and <laughs> um, seven months into my business that well I'd been running my coaching business for a long time but alongside another job so it wasn't my full-time income I just stepped into it being my full-time income and so seven months in and super successful, but not this successful. That um, So I rang him and I said, look, I've done something crazy. Please do not shout at me. In hindsight, I'm thinking he's probably thinking I've had an affair. Right. And I said to him, I've joined Platinum Partners and it cost, and at that time, 75,000 US dollars. Just vomited. <laughs> yeah. That's a big um, deal. It's huge. Like, I didn't have that money. I right. didn't have that money. Like, literally, I didn't have that money. And you know what he said to me? Even knowing that we were splitting, even knowing, he turned around and he said to me, 22 years ago, 
you invested in me so that I could, so that I could have my business and I could follow my dream and you took a job and you were the breadwinner. And yes, it was a job that you excelled in and you loved and you stayed at home and you had the stability, you looked after the children, you did everything so that I could follow my dream. And he said, I now think that this is just an investment in you and your business. And we found a way. We just, we just found a way. And so that was the first lesson. And then, cut a long story short, we ended up in Maui, which was the relationship event. He and had, he didn't want he didn't want to go though, did he? And he didn't even know who Tony really was. This was his first ever Tony Robbins event. I had already yeah. built all my friendships up with my platinum partners. I'd been around right. for like four events. Right. Throw him in throw him in the deep end. <laughs> like he had no idea. He literally had no idea. And he chose going to Maui over his brand new businesses mm -hmm. trade show in France, letting 150 people down to come what seemed like a holiday. <laughs> with his holiday. Wife, like crazy lady wanting to divorce him. Right. And this, this business that he took over was actually a family business. So not only was he letting down, letting down his employees, but his, his family, his father, his brother, like it, it was major and he chose love. Bless mm. And so day one, Tony's at the event and my husband's with me and it's all going great. And first thing Tony says is, who in the room doesn't want to be here? Three people stand up. Mm. My husband is one of them. So wow. happens, there's a, I, I, feel, I felt it. In, and how many of you feel this? There's an absolute split in your body where half of you, half of me was, is, I'm stood there looking at him and half of me is going, sit the fuck down. It's <laughs> Robbins. Like, yep. shut up and sit down. That yep. was my skin half. My feminine half was saying, oh my God, my beautiful hero standing up for what he believes in, in front of anybody and everybody, including Tony Robbins. So when you feel that pull, be guided by what feels right. Be guided guys by what your gut instinct is telling you. And so we went, so Tony, looked at all straight in the eye, man to man. And I was petrified, sat next to him. And he looked him straight in the eye and he said, okay. And he looked at him with such respect and such honor, man to man. He didn't judge him. He didn't criticize him. He looked him straight in the eye. And he said, okay. All I ask is that you have an open mind. That's it. Nothing else. And because he looked at Atul with respect and man to man, Atul said, okay, I can do that. I can mm -hmm. absolutely do that. And so 
day one went brilliant. And then in the evening, we had the most incredible row because he was misbehaving and not playing ball with my friends. And so day two, I said to him, I don't want you anywhere near me. You can sit wherever you want. And I am going to sit on the front row with my friends. He's never been to a Tony Robbins event before. He's thrown in at the deep end. All day, I was being the bitch from hell. He was mm. trying to please me. He was trying to take care of me. And I was being the bitch from hell. And so, cut a long story short, I was cutting him off. I wasn't giving him any attention. Just, it upsets me to know that I did that. It really, and, and you know, that's all part of the work. It's learning to forgive yourself. Mm. You know, that actually, that was then, this is now. It really isn't relevant. It's about moving on. And so day two, half past 10 at night, Tony's done a massive full day and a speaker comes up, Esther Perel, who's an incredible person in this space. And she says something and I stand up and say, great, so you don't have to forgive. One point for me. God. Can you see how sometimes you're um, you're blind to what you're doing? And I was completely blind, completely blind. That doesn't make it right. I just wasn't aware. Mm -hmm. Society makes it okay for women to behave this way, even though in their heart it's uncomfortable. It's. I would say it's more than uncomfortable. Like I think there's times when I'm I'm going so far. And saying so many hurtful things and so many, I'm just being such an asshole. And inside I'm like, oh, it's like you almost have a conversation with yourself where you're like, I know right now I'm being the biggest asshole in the world, but for some reason I'm having the hardest time stopping. But that again, like talking about the energies in the masculine, that's where it's hard to stop, I find. But when I, if I just shut the fuck up and get in here into my heart, instantly I'm like oh you're being an asshole and it's not it becomes very fluid and very easy to go back into flow but if you don't know you don't know and that's exactly what you're saying if it, and women don't know we don't know we think we're being strong we think we're showing the man when that is really the opposite of how we want to feel and how we want to behave it's all in here and um and it is a shame, but thankfully for women like you and the podcast here and everything, we're, we're having these conversations because there, Dimple, I would like you, you would know this number better, but there's got to be so many marriages that are ending for no good reason. And I say no good reason, because really the reason is us. And, and I know you had an experience where you got called out at this event. Um, yeah, yeah. So but tell us about that. I will, absolutely. And the, just to give you the data on that particular number. So we know every, uh, one in two marriages fail. We know that. So 50% of marriages fail in divorce. But what we don't know is of those 50% that failed, 70% of them said that if they had the right tools mm. and strategies, they could have saved their marriage. Yeah, you know, I believe that. 
I've, I've worked with one of uh, some of the most successful people on this planet and one of them is known as the the US's number one attorney and his biggest regret is divorcing the the mother of his children his biggest right. and so my mission is to save marriages past present and future my mission my purpose is to have the divorce rate globally which is why I, I feel honored and privileged to have this time to speak on your platform because Cara it it means that I'm getting closer. It means that mm. I'm getting closer. It doesn't mean every, anybody's wrong or right. It's not that. So coming back to the story, I spoke up and said that. And you know, when you I was in a room of 400, 500 people, you know, when you sit down and you suddenly go, oh my God, I said the wrong thing because the energy dropped. <laughs> Tony was sat at the back of the and all of a sudden I heard fee, fi, bum, as he pounded, like literally he pounded, and I remember this so well, all the hairs on the back oh. of my stood up. Tony was here, he was right here. And I remember looking at him. Tony is six foot seven. I'm five foot two and a half. He, his horse head came at me. And there are platinum partners who have been partners there for 15 years have never witnessed this intensity. Now, I want to make it really clear at this juncture there was not one ounce of my body that felt intimidated or scared or threatened by Tony. He was a master then. He is a master at mm. doing what is needed, not what I wanted. Beautifully said. He was waking me effing up. I needed a pattern disrupt. I needed a wake mm. I needed a what the F are you frigging doing? And that's what I gift my clients in not so much six foot seven way, but in very much the same impact. Because here's what happens. In that moment of awakening, the severe physical neck pain that I'd had for 15 years, I'd had chiropractors, I'd had all kinds of specialists work on it, lifted because I was holding so much testosterone in my body in tension because I was presenting in my masculine energy way too long for my body for my right. authentic space and so the numbers are arbitrary but the, the point is my numbers for me I am healthiest around 80% feminine energy and around 20% masculine. I was operating, when I look back, around 80% masculine and 20% feminine. So no wonder I was like this the whole time. Mm -hmm. we, both, we have both energies in us. It's not that there's right or wrong. It's about finding your flow of what works for you naturally. And so I come back to the story. So as... Tony is here, screaming at me. 
Here's the drop the mic third lesson. Within a second of him screaming at me, my beautiful man came from nowhere like this. And what do you think he was doing? He was totally protecting you. Yeah, straight for Tony, straight for him. Here's the piece it took for Tony Robbins to stop what he was doing, put his arm around my man and say, is this the guy you are talking about not forgiving? <laughs> this brother, I effing love him. I watched him face his fear and he stepped into courage and came here to protect you against me. And we're both crying. If you're not watching this on camera, we're both crying. And I've heard this story before. <laughs> it's that now, was always this impactful. That that was the moment that I realized. What else have I not seen for 20 years? What else has he not? What else have I? I've always thought he's not protecting me and he's not man enough. And why can't he just make a decision? And, and he's been trying to make a decision and he's been doing it all this time. The difference is I haven't noticed. The difference is my focus was so busy on demasculating him and mm -hmm. stripping him of his balls that how the hell is he going to be man if I'm too busy taking his balls and wearing them? And let me tell you, it's bloody uncomfortable walking. Oh, yeah. Balls, right? Yep. And some of you in the house may be thinking, well, he gifted them you. No. Nope. What happens is after 10 years of being constantly demasculated and you will notice these patterns if you've been married or in a relationship for a long time. You will go through a phase of fighting where you're constantly fighting. And that's because as you rise in your masculine, he's trying to maintain his. And so there's this um, repulsion because you don't polarize. You know, plus and minus is magnetic. Masculine, feminine, yep. magnetic. But if you have masculine or masculine, it doesn't work. So... Your man will, and then therefore the intimacy goes. So it's like yep. sleeping with your brother. And so over time that gets fatiguing for your man and he wants intimacy and he's desperate and so are you. So he will drop into his feminine. That's when he releases the balls. That's when he's like, listen, if we can have polarity, she can be happy. That's what happens. And then... You have sex, but you're not attracted to him. He doesn't fancy you the same way because he's a pussy. Right. And you don't fancy him the same way either. And it's important. I, I want to pause there because it's like, again, when you don't know, you don't know. But it's we sort of have amnesia for the first 10 years of emasculating a man. And then all of a sudden you're at 10 years and you're like, who is this guy? He's a yes. total wimp. What? But you, it's like you forgot it. 
yeah, it's like you consciously forgot about the first 10 years where you, you were beating him down. And it's like, ladies understand it's not there. They definitely don't want to be in that role. And we definitely don't want to be in that role, but you just get comfortable. And it shows up when you're, when you're talking about your man, when you're talking about your relationship, the way it'll show up for you is he never helps me around the house. Why can't he make a decision? Why doesn't he do anything? Why does he have no initiative? Those are all the ways that we think they're being assholes or we think they're being less than, but that's like, I know from my experience, Ken was, Ken is just like, fuck, like what's the point of me even trying? Cause everything I do, you have an answer for it because in my masculine, I did over and over. Well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. And it's like, and I, and I say this a lot on the show, Dimple, it's women, we have to surrender. Like we have to be the ones to surrender and not in a creepy, you know, like, but just surrender. It's about you're actually much stronger. You hold the power when you surrender. Yep. Actually like, so that, that intervention went on for two hours. And during that intervention, I actually was asked to get down on my hands and knees and beg for forgiveness in front of 500 people beg for forgiveness for all the years that I emasculated him and then forgive myself. And that moment was when I had the power because forgiveness is about releasing you. Forgiveness is about saying, shit, I got it wrong, man. And I want to be free. It gives you freedom. I remember we had a conversation and you weren't aware of what you were doing in that moment. You just don't see it until... No, you don't. You know? No, just- you get, we get so caught up in our story about it. And, and, I, and, I, and I love that you keep saying it's not about blame because it's not. It's, it's conditioning. It's how women, especially in the 80s, right? Like that's when really when this movement of women turning into men, I think, around then is when it started to happen. We, we wanted to be empowered with all these things. Yes. And it just went way too far the, the other way. And I think it's beautiful. And I, and I know a lot of us and, you know, we all like in our family and our tribe of Tony Robbins women, we, we do talk about this a lot and bringing that pendulum back because what, what does your life look like now? I mean, you're, you're one of the strongest women I know. You're very active in your business. You're like, you're a boss. And this is the whole purpose of the podcast is we can still be like this and be a boss, but have the most incredible love life also. And I think it's not one or the other. Tell us, tell us a bit about what it looks like now. Oh my word, it's, I'm just getting goosebumps at the thought of sharing this because the moment I surrendered to my beloved, the moment I surrendered, he regained and reclaimed family jewels. Yep. And he rose, like he became so hot and so sexy because there was like a two millimeter lift in Mm. his chest. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, exactly. And that's when it felt safe for me to be me. Because ladies, we have to trust that they will protect us. Mm-hmm. Piece, if we feel we have to protect ourselves, they feel they are being attacked. And therefore, they are unable to protect 
anybody else except themselves. They right. can't protect you if you are attacking them. You actually, we are mother nature. We have to step right. up first. It's not father nature. Right. <laughs> For a reason, we have to step up first in order, and the stepping up requires you to trust and let go. And it's scary right. as hell. It's scary, but that's the, that's the courage. That's your power. It's easy for society, and you're right, Carrots, in the 80s, we don't have role models anymore of strong, powerful, feminine ladies. Well, we do. We have you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And yourself. And, and it's becoming, and this is the disruption. This is what I want. I want to disrupt and dispel the belief that you, you are successful if you role model a man in business. Actually think hear, about Hear it. that, say that again, because that's a, that's a mic drop moment. Yeah, like, so I want you to appreciate that you don't have to role model a man to be successful in business. Wow. And actually think about this scenario. How many times have you been or witnessed a boardroom meeting where there's a woman there with a power suit on and she is slamming every man in the house and she's not building relationships. She's instilling nope. fear or right. disgust, right. anger and rage. And then you can, the contrast is a beautiful, powerful, respected feminine woman who has every man and every woman, to be fair, in the room wanting to help her, mm -hmm. wanting to be on her side, championing her success, which feels right, which feels better, and which is more influential, and which is more influential with integrity. Right, and, it, and, if, and I, I had a call yesterday with Brian, who's one of Tony's um, peak strategists, and he said, if somebody can balance, if a woman can balance the feminine and masculine in a boardroom that, and in our, in our companies, which we do, that you can't compete with that. There's nothing that competes with that because, and, and ladies, I, I get it. And I know that, you know, there's times when you do need to show up in your masculine for your business. Absolutely. That's the getting shit done and, you know, goal setting and all those things. But there, there's a time to lean into the feminine that's so powerful even with my other company I talked about it yesterday when all the coronavirus stuff I immediately I sent a video telling them this isn't business I just want to know that you're okay and the res the response was oh so and that was in my feminine in my heart I wanted to make sure that my clients were okay nurturing. and that's powerful nurturing and that is what will connect you it's actually the feminine energy that will keep relationships and keep connect connecting you and it's actually in my feminine that most of my business deals and my um, networking occurs in my yep. feminine because people connect with me people appreciate my energy people see something in me they see their future in me and that's what connects people yeah. And they see that genuine love for them to succeed. Mm -hmm. Like my whole being is about this. I work like 
And I, I say work in, in inverted commas because I probably work about 16 hours a day. Does it feel like work? No. Do I balance my family life? Yes. What is my life like now? That was your question. Yeah. What is my life like now? Well, the girls went to Date Your Destiny with me and every event, Tony and his team liked to interview us to see the progress. And this was a drop the mic moment when my 14 year old was at Date Your Destiny, her first ever Tony Robbins event. And we did it as a family. And she said to the interviewer, Mommy and daddy don't fight in the same way anymore. She said, what's really interesting is they kind of toy fight now and play and wrestle. And, and then my eldest daughter said, yeah, and you know, it's getting a bit embarrassing. I wish they would just get a room. <laughs> so in terms of it's off the Richter scale. Like, and here's my wish. Here's, if you can picture this for me, guys, how many of you have noticed a dear old couple in their 80s, their 90s, where they're intimate and they're lovey-dovey and they're playing and they're kissing and holding hands and they stand out because your heart is pulled. That's what you want. And they yep. stand out. That's not the norm. Well, here's my right. mission. Help me with this mission. I want that to be the norm. I want that to be where you go into a restaurant and you can't tell who's married for 20 years and who's not. Because right. they are so affectionate and it's so normal for them to not be on their phones and to be connected and to have a loving conversation and to understand the language of man and the language of woman. Mm. That's the title of my next book, by the way. That's what I'm writing. So. Yep, because they are different. We yes. can't expect men to be women and women aren't expected to be men, even though we're trying to be men. But yeah. men don't, they don't, it's a totally different language. Totally, totally. different. They're rewired. Their brains are different. Their chemistry is different. Their energies, everything is different. So ladies, mm -hmm. men, if you take nothing else from this today, please take, stop expecting them to behave like the sex that you are. They yep. are not. <laughs> so before before we wrap up because i know you've got you've got a tight ship running today so what are some give us like two or three ways that you get into your feminine when you maybe if you've had a, an overly masculine energy type of day is there and now i talk a lot about the you know sage robbins even talks about when she comes in she a date with destiny she said she changes and goes right into some water for her it's water that is very impactful for me as well but give us some maybe some tricks or, or things that yes. you do to get into your feminine for the, uh, oh, the listeners. Word. Well, the first thing I realized, great question, Cara. Thank you. The first thing I realized when I'm in my masculine, this is the first piece to be aware of where you're at. Mm. So the first piece is when I know when my neck starts hurting, oh, spent too long in my masculine. Wow. We'll let you know. There will be a part of your body that will give you a signal. You just got to hear it. <laughs> so, and the way you know is when you drop into your feminine, it disappears. So hmm. that's the first piece. If I know my neck is tense, I know that I need to get into my feminine. And I actually have a playlist music. Yep. And I put that on and I breathe because often I've stopped breathing. So there's yep. three things that happen. I am aware 
that I need to shift, I put a playlist on to help me move and I breathe. So for me, it's about moving my body and I have a yeah. fun playlist, which I'm happy to share. I have a fun playlist. I mean, it's personal, it's personal. Music is personal, but I have a fun playlist. And when I wake up in the morning, I put this playlist on in the shower because that sets me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do the same thing. It's so good. <laughs> dance and sing in the shower so and these are some of the strategies that I'll be teaching at um, uh, I've just launched um, another course actually called fix your marriage in 40 days so wow that's an incredible course it's actually closed today but you, you can get on the waiting list for the next one um but yeah, we've had an incredible response to that. So, and then I have, of course, my one-to-one coaching. And I also have um, eight weeks from pain to passion. It's another mm-hmm. incredible course that I do. So everything's online. My one-to-one's online. So don't ever feel that because you're across the pond or wherever. I mean, I have global international clients. Even before COVID, to be fair, I did everything this way. Right. I travel with my family, so I've developed this work-life balance that works incredibly. So life is incredible, and 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 can I just say, I still have to mow the lawn every day. The grass yep. is greener. I still have to mow the lawn. That means my husband and I have love meetings every day. We work on our relationship every day. And I, I want to bring that up to just a little bit for like, when you're talking about the neck thing, that's fascinating because I've had a thing in between my shoulder blades mm-hmm. and it comes and goes. And that is, beca- and I'm looking back because as soon as COVID happened, I went instantly back into my masculine because that was my default. I've done all this work. Ken and I um, got back together in January, January 2nd, I call it that day. And so everything's going beautifully and everything's great. I just moved back into the house and then COVID happens. I'm like, shit. So that was my default, right? My emotional home was right back into my masculine. And I've had this pain in my back that comes and goes, but it's not really going away. And you absolutely just dropped a huge distinction on me because I, you know me, I'm very much about body mind, but I, that, I, that one slipped by me. And so I'm, I'm going to consciously work on that piece right like today and see if it goes away. I'm sure it will. Um, so yeah, I mean, ladies, again, a lot of the, when you say mow the lawn every day, that's like, that is not bullshit. You, we must, this is not a one hit wonder. I've got friends who will, you know, say, have a, I'll have a conversation with me and then they say, well, it didn't work. I go, it's not how it goes. Like you and I, I look at the hours I've spent with Tony, with doing Byron Katie stuff, with all my coaching, all of the people that I, that I talk to, all that. It's endless. There's no end. There's no end to this. It's constant work. And understand that it's a commitment. And you're going to slip back. Dimple does. I know that. I have. We all slip back and forth. But it's that commitment to, keep, to stay in the car. And I know Tony and Sage talk about that all the time is staying in the car. If you're in the car, you're going to work through it. And so I love, I mean, this was beautiful and thank you so so much 
Oh, thank you for having me. And 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 just final sort of key things about staying in the car. The longer you stay in the car and the longer you practice driving, the less you will stall. And the yeah. and quicker it will be for you to recover from those stalls. So, you know, my, my final final is like, don't ever think the work is done. Mm. And, you know, like business, you work on your business every day. Your beloved is going to be your biggest and bet and most important partner that you will ever have in your life. If that foundation sure. of your relationship is solid, then all the house that you build on that foundation will be solid. The house of business, the house of family. For 20 mm -hmm. years, we didn't have a solid foundation. So we kept building on that house of business and it kept crumbling. Mm -hmm. And here's the drop the mic moment. The moment we got that solid and we invested in that to find the solutions, to find the people to support us, to find the mentors, to find the coaches, to find the programs. My husband's and I's businesses, 10x, 100x. Yep. Easy. Because we didn't invest in a business coach, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong in that, but it's a bit like, you know, a personal trainer, you can get the results without one, but why don't you do it faster and more efficiently and get, right. you know? And, and, and it doesn't have to be me. Hey, listen, I'm not. It's about getting the help that you need. My, I mean, my website, if you want to reach out to me, is Dimple. Yes, tell us how we can find you, definitely. Yeah, it's, um, uh, my website is just www.dimple.love. That's it, dimple.love. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am on, uh, my uh, handle is the love coach Dimple. D-I-M-P-L-E. And um, I have loads of great videos and all sorts. And if you register on my webpage, I also have a beautiful, beautiful free gift running right now. It's a COVID survival kit to... Mm -hmm, I saw that. <laughs> and also a his and hers. What question I get asked the most solution to a his and hers. So Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you again. I mean, I, I can't wait till I can actually see you in person and hug you at some event sometime soon. Um, it feels like I miss my tribe so, so, so much. That's for sure. But thank God for Zoom. Um, but thank you again. And I love you. And I appreciate you for coming and spending some time with us. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.